Hi guys, welcome to This Book Should Be a Movie, episode 5. I hope that you guys got a chance to listen to episode 4, Suki and the Mermaid. If you haven't, please go back and listen to it. It is by far one of my most favorite stories of all time ever. But uh, today's book is a book called Angelo. It is both written and illustrated by a man named David McCauley. He's English. This is not his first book. He as well as doing children's book, has also done some nonfiction drawings, some illustrations. He, I really enjoy his art. It actually almost looks like it could be animated the way he draws. But uh, yeah, so today's book is called Angelo. It is copywritten 2002 is when it was written, and I found this particular book at a used bookstore in Fullerton, California. As far as a PC warning, we do not have one. This is a sweet little story. Why do I think that this would make a great movie? It has themes of friendship, taking care of someone when they are down, or maybe you don't feel like it, but you still do it because you love them, learning to love someone despite their differences. Uh, Inspiration strikes when you least expect it, and you can grow to love and care about someone even if at first you feel like perhaps you might not. So let's get into the book, Angelo by David McCauley. As Angelo cleared away the tangle of sticks and feathers left along the ledges of the old church by generations of thoughtless pigeons, he peered into every nook and cranny looking for cracks. They would all have to be repaired before he could apply a new coat of stucco. At first, he mistook her for just another abandoned nest. What's this? He moved in for a closer look. She was small, barely breathing. What are you doing here? He tried coaxing her with the end of his broom. Come on, you can't stay there. I've got work to do. But she did stay there. So worked around her. At the end of the day, he scooped the helpless creature up in his hat and set off for home, hoping to find some place to leave her along the way. He was still carrying her when he reached his own front door. Okay, just one night, he grumbled, but you sleep on the terrace. When he noticed a large cat cleaning its paws on a nearby roof, he brought her back into the apartment. Mamma mia, I restore walls, not pigeons. He continued complaining as he made her bed. In spite of the demands of his work, not to mention his professional dislike for pigeons, Angelo soon found himself devoting all his spare time to her recovery. When she was strong enough, he started taking her to work. On sunny weekends, he drove her out into the countryside to recuperate among the ancient ruins and majestic pines. In the evenings, he introduced her to his favorite music. With this kind of attention, it wasn't long before she was completely recovered. One morning after breakfast, as he left for the church, she disappeared over the rooftops.
Angelo loved his work. With wet plaster and a few simple tools, he had spent his whole life making crumbling walls smooth again and bringing even the most weathered pieces of sculpture back to life. She was just beginning her career in the performing arts as an actress in one of the more popular piazzas. From time to time, she would stop by and watch Angelo work. After a few months, she realized that he was slowing down. It was taking him longer to mix the stucco, and he seemed to be resting more often. One afternoon, she paid him a visit. The old man looked tired and worried, and at first he didn't recognize her. Then she cooed. Hey, is that a you bird? I suppose you want your ledge back, eh? She cooed again. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know whether this wall is getting bigger or I'm getting smaller, but I'm starting to wonder if I'll ever see it finished. Shaking his head, he picked up a small brush and went back to cleaning between the toes of an evangelist. She stayed with him for the rest of the afternoon to coo encouragement, so he worked around her. She showed up again the following day and every day after that to help. As the temperature rose, she fanned him with her wings. When he looked particularly weary, she carried his handkerchief to a nearby fountain and soaked it in the cool water. From time to time, Angelo would interrupt his work to explain some of the finer points of his craft. At lunchtime, she and a few friends provided entertainment. The longer Angelo sat and rested, the better he would work in the afternoons. Also, the more crumbs he dropped. Even with her help, however, there still didn't seem to be enough hours in the day. Before long, they were working right through lunch. Fortunately, they had their weekends to rest. One Saturday, while heading out to the countryside, Angelo made an announcement. My friend, it is time you had a name and I have been giving the matter considerable thought. Since I found you on a Wednesday, I have decided to call you Wednesday. Mercoledi, he said slowly and proudly. His suggestion was greeted with absolute silence. Okay, how about Sylvia? That evening, as Sylvia happily pecked her pasta, Angelo spoke at great length of his life, his career, and his hope that this church would be his crowning achievement. Week after week, month after month, the pair toiled side by side. The heat of summer gradually gave way to the cool winds of autumn and ultimately to the chill of winter. Some days were just too cold for mixing stucco. After more than two years of grueling work, the end was at last in sight. But so too was another winter, and Angelo was now moving very slowly. In order to finish before the cold weather returned, they gave up their much-loved visits to the countryside. It was a warm November afternoon when Angelo finally applied the last coat of stucco to the cherubs in the high pediment. With a single confident stroke of his trowel, his work at last was complete. To Sylvia's surprise, however, he now seemed more worried than ever. At dinner that evening, she did everything she could to cheer him up. But the harder she tried, the more he just stared into his linguini. Finally, 
After a long silence, he spoke. Plasterers don't live forever, you know. This place has become your home. Where will you go when I am gone? How will I know you're safe? He continued staring at his linguini until suddenly, Of course, that's it! He grabbed his hat and coat and a flashlight. Wait here, Sylvia. The sun was just beginning to rise when Angelo eventually returned. He was exhausted and looked older than ever, but as they fell into their favorite chair, she saw that for the first time in months, he was happy. That afternoon, workers began removing the scaffolding from the front of the church. When Angelo didn't show up to see his work revealed, the men knew something was wrong. They found him lying on his bed, surrounded by a tangle of sticks and feathers. The day Angelo was carried into the church, every detail of the old building looked like new. Only one of them truly was. Far above the street and between the cherubs sat a perfect single family nest. To make sure that it could never be swept away, Angelo had shaped every stick and every feather of Sylvia's new home out of stucco. From it, she could easily see beyond the rooftops and domes of the city to the distant countryside with its ancient tombs and majestic pines. Many years later, when the church once again required some attention, a pair of young plasterers came upon Angelo's beautiful nest. It was still in perfect condition. In the nest were a few feathers and what appeared to be the remains of an old hat. Neither plasterer touched a thing. The End So that was Angelo by David McCauley. I hope you guys liked that story. I had never seen or heard of that story before, so that was a new one for me too. And uh, I really enjoyed that one. I always like stories where characters maybe start out not liking each other or feeling, you know, resentful maybe possibly. And then by the end, they just grow to love each other because that's usually how it is. You know, it's just a matter of getting to know people. So let's talk about my Dreamcast. Uh, I imagine this is an animated feature for two reasons. One, I just feel like sometimes these kind of stories, I just, whenever I think of animals, I just imagine animated because the truth of the matter is, is as good as you can make a CGI bird or, you know, creatures, they still kind of look computerized. So... To me, I like old school animation, and so I imagine this as an old school animated feature. Uh, I totally feel like the author himself could animate this movie because if you look up the drawings from this story, they really do look like a movie come to life. But I digress. Let's talk about the Dreamcast. So when I was reading this, a couple names came to mind. The first was Vincent Cassell. And where you guys might recognize him from is he's the bad guy in Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 13. Um, You know, he's the extra sneaky guy that always is getting one over on them. And uh, he's also in Jason Bourne. 
Even though he is of French descent, he does speak fluent Italian and he also is married to an Italian actress. So I feel like perhaps he has enough connection to the Italian culture that he he would do well in this role. That's honestly who I imagined voicing this character. There are two other names that um, I also thought would do a great job with this. The other name was Giancarlo Esposito. And where you guys might recognize him more recently is uh, Moff Gideon from The Mandalorian. And he also plays Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. He is also of Italian descent, for those of you that didn't know. So I like his voice. I think he would do great as also as Angelo. And my last name, because I feel like you can't talk about Italian actors without throwing in everybody's favorite, Roberto Benigni. Um, you might recognize him from Life is Beautiful. He was Oscar nominated for that, or also an Oscar winner. And he's also in Son of Pink Panther, throwback to the old school, <laughs> and uh, the movie Coffee and Cigarettes. So those are the three actors that I imagined would be good in this movie. And honestly, uh, even though this story is short, I feel like there's enough here that you could totally flesh out a larger story. And um, maybe possibly, I don't know about giving the bird a voice necessarily, because I feel like if you do it well enough that, you know, the animation, the bird will talk without having to talk. So that is my dream cast. So I just want to say thanks again for listening. I really appreciate all the love and uh, if you're able to, please go and rate me five stars, write a review, tell your friends. Honestly, I would love to grow my listener base. This is something fun for me and I really enjoy that, you know, seeing that people are listening to it and enjoying it. Um, I am available on Apple Podcasts, um, on Anchor obviously, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast and Google Podcasts. Please email any book suggestions you might have to thisbookshouldbeamovie at gmail.com and tell your friends, honestly. This, I, I, I love doing this, so I would love to know that other people are really enjoying this. I hope that you have a great day, evening, or whenever you're listening to this, and I look forward to reading to you next time. Thanks so much. Bye.